0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. So, today we're tackling a topic that we never have before. <laughs> I don't think we've ever really tackled this exclusively. Yeah, I don't
1: think we have, but we definitely touched on it. And it's something that, as we're all on the journey of self improvement and becoming that better version of ourselves, the topic of worthiness is something that always arises in the different
0: areas of life. It's definitely something we get reflected back to us from people or like questions about with our with our clients or people that are considering signing up for one of our courses or programs or whatever. Um I've heard it from a lot of people. Like I just don't think I feel worthy of what I want. Yeah. Right. Um and we've never exclusively talked about it and the ways in which unworthiness has shown up in our lives and our, in you know the lives of those people that we work with who are in our courses or in whatever capacity um, and I think it really builds on what we talked about last week in terms of creating space for what you what it is that you want that like beingness right really seeing yourself as someone who has what it is that they want worthiness is like inherently tied to that and something that I think it's an overdue topic for the low and Zo show
1: yeah so let's get started I'm Lo and I'm Zoe and this is The, the Low Lo and Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Show.
0: We're coaches and entrepreneurs who firmly believe that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life.
1: On this podcast, we're going to be talking everything from how to manifest more money, travel, success in business and beyond, to overcoming the blocks that are holding you back, to rewiring your brain
0: so you can easily attract whatever it is you want the most in life. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll allow you to build the confidence you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started.
1: All right, guys. So as we mentioned, this is a topic that is very frequently reflected back to us, especially being in the coaching world. And as we've recently touched on the topic of shifting identity, really working on becoming that future version of yourself, the one that just has the financial abundance, has the financial freedom, has the love that they desire in their life, has the business success. In order to have that in your life and have that stay within you, have that be just a part of who you are inherently, you have to believe that you are worthy of all that. And we all came onto this planet, abundant human beings Mm -hmm. and the ego constructs and everything that happened to us as we grew up created us to believe differently. So it's a matter of us releasing those inhibitions, remembering who we are and remembering that we are worthy, but it is a work of layers, of peeling back <laughs> the layers and just like really sifting and leaning into these different areas of our life where we may not feel worthy of that which we desire because any area of your life where you do not have yet that, you, that you're that you desiring is because there's some worthiness work there.
0: Maybe we can um, kind of look at those like ego constructs or narratives that you're talking about in terms of where this feeling of unworthiness comes from, you know, some examples of that. And Zo does a lot of this kind of work in your life coaching. Right. Um, but I don't know, what would you say Zo? So let's say it's like love. <laughs> let's yeah, just start there.
1: This is a great place <laughs> to look. And I feel like as soon as I began to understand, like we can all recognize these inner narratives of not enough, not enoughness. And, but if you yep. sift a little bit deeper, it's a worthiness. It's a worthiness narrative. So yes. one big one that I've had in the in the place of love is that down at the core down there, the work that needed to be done was that I actually felt unlovable. I felt unworthy of love. So mm-hmm. there was always these themes around that, that were trying to guide me towards recognizing this deep inner wound that were like, oh, there's love out there, but not for you. And of course, all the stories around dating, like no one wants to date a YouTuber Um, you're too much for people. There was all sorts of narratives. But as you begin to peel back the layers, if you can uncover what it kind of is down down way deep, it was this unlovable, unworthy of love. And that was being reflected back to me anytime that I was putting myself out there in the dating world until I actually began to do that work on worthiness.
0: And where, I mean, I know for you, you've done a lot of work, so you're very aware, but I think that like, where did that start to originate for you or where does it often originate for people, this unworthiness with, I mean, it's real, I, I feel like love is a good place to start because it, the way that we feel about ourselves impacts what we allow in, in any area, right? So even if it's in your business, if you're not getting the money that you want or receiving the money that you want it's still, it's probably something about you, right? So it all comes down to our capacity to receive love and abundance, right? For who we are for ourselves. Where do some of those narratives or limiting beliefs come from? Yeah.
1: So around love, it especially can come from our parents Mm -hmm. because that's where we first receive or don't receive love when we are born or when we're growing up. So a lot of the worthiness work actually comes from your parents. So for, in my personal example, it's my mom, she never created a connection with me because she had suffered from postpartum depression and she just, um, never fully recovered from that. So during my childhood, I received a lot of neglect from her. So I always felt unworthy of love. And Mm -hmm. there are different stems of the personal journey for me that have stemmed from that. And one, one big example is perfectionism because my mom, didn't love me or show me love or show me affection. I tried to be perfect in whatever ways I could try to figure that out because I thought, you know, perfect was my survival mechanism to some extent. If I could be perfect, then she wouldn't get mad. Then maybe she would love me. Then maybe I would get affection. So that was like something that was deeply ingrained in me that was calling for me as I recognized my issues with perfectionism, calling me to look at, okay, where does that actually come from? That was your survival mechanism with your mom who taught you mm-hmm. that. You are not like lovable just for being born. Um, and other situations like that I've seen through people in my life is that maybe the parents uh, grew up and they were just not really focused on being parents. Maybe they're focused more on their own lives or more on their careers. And thus the child did not receive the love or affection that they may have needed. And then they created or created meanings and stories around that as the ego naturally does. And that's what caused the feeling of unworthiness or perhaps it was the conversations in the home as, um, around or arguments around like love or relationship. And that's what the child then internalized as their reality.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I think we can have like relationships, like past relationships or even just um, experiences with with friends or with people that we dated for a while where for whatever reason it ended or they even said something like some of these ingrained beliefs about ourselves or ways of you know, our self image really um some of them are very insignificant in terms of where they began mm-hmm. right but it's like uh it can start like we're so susceptible to like uh subconscious programming i think before the age of 7 is like we're just like a sponge so something really insignificant might happen that It could be like, I don't know, your parent or a teacher or someone says, like, no, you can't have that because you weren't good today or something, and you ingrain it to believe, like, I have to work really hard for the things that I want, or I'm not worthy of the things that I want. And even though it's just, like, a tiny, tiny little thing, at that point, it starts to snowball, and over time, you, like, interpret other scenarios in that same narrative, within that same lens, uh, or you begin to attract things that confirm that for you, right? That's, like – And so it can be – I think this is where, like, awareness, when we bring it to light – we get to then start looking for evidence of the contrary, right? We get to like start to reframe that for ourselves. Yeah. And just so like you said,
1: just about the constructs that are being built in between like the time that you're born and age seven, when you are that sponge, if you can really recognize that all the ego is doing is just trying to, it's the survival, the primitive brain. So all this is built around the topic of survival. So if you can just recognize that the ego is just, doing its job and it's just building these constructs that were always just meant to keep you safe or keep you alive, then Mm -hmm. you can kind of learn to dispel them and say like, oh, uh, you know, that boy who ran away from me on the playground, my ego, mind told me like, oh, don't um, go up to a guy and, you know, tell him that you like him or something like that. It's just trying to keep you safe from that experience happening again. Because when you were, let's say, six years old, that was a traumatic experience to have
0: between I literally eight, one and seven. <laughs> had that when I was six years old. My first ever crush. I was like he. We played together for a few days, and then one day I saw him playing with another girl. And I like made it mean when I was six, like, oh, (laughs) "Oh, she's like prettier than me or something. I don't know. Anyways, but it's like something as small and insignificant as that. I actually still remember that even though I was six being like, oh, like he likes her more than me now. Right. And like, you know, flash forward (laughs) 25 years, like that, or versions of that, like I attracted like other experiences later on in my, in my life that were sort of along that same narrative or that I viewed through that lens, um, that like really created all of this unworthiness in me, in this area of my life that then did like, I mean, I really went to work with healing them, um, within like my business, like really seeing myself as worthy of money. I definitely though for quite a long time and still sometimes do have this feeling like I need to work really hard for the money. Like I deserve it if I've worked hard for it Um, or it like feels better to me if I feel like I can prove that I was worthy of it through how much effort I, I put out there. Yeah. Right? I, as opposed to just, thing. Mm-hmm. I think that like most people do and I see it in a, and I don't think that like I think that there's a certain amount of sort of compensation we can do as business owners in the beginning to like it's okay if that's there and if you need to put a little bit more work in in order to then receive and gradually let go of that belief, then that's that's totally okay. But we need to be aware of it so that you don't have to work, you know, your ass off for the rest of your life in order to make a living doing what you do. Um as opposed to like people who are making millions of dollars, their belief is that simply by being, they are worthy, right? I'm worthy of money. I mean, I think it's an Amanda Francis quote. She says, I'm I'm worthy of money because I am. Yeah. Like that's it. Not because I worked hard for it. Not because I put in the effort. Not because I have all this value out there or because people should listen to me or whatever. I'm worthy of money because I am.
1: Yes. And I think like just speaking to the business example of everyone, you know, you have to work hard to make money. That's us shifting out of the old paradigm, which is in the collective consciousness, which is very much ingrained in a lot of us. And now the work that we're all being called to do is like separating ourselves from our self-worth and our pro- productivity or our self-worth and like how much we did that day or like yes. how much we performed at work. And and if we got the promotion, then we can then feel worthy. We've created all these rules around what it means to feel worthy when if we can just remember the I am just as like Amanda Francis said, it, or if you just simply remember and you think about, you know, being born, you were born this abundant human being, and then the ego created all the constructs based on what you went through to have you think otherwise, and it's up to you to undo the constructs to eliminate new constructs from being built and just simply remember
0: who you are, remember that you are worthy. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was with my uh, 11-month-old niece and just looking at like the amount of love she receives, right? Like we're all obsessed with her. Everybody's like fighting over like who gets to hold her and kiss her and be around her and play with her. And it's like... She has not done anything like she, you know, it is her reality (laughs) that she's creating, but she just through being is worthy of this love that just gets poured out to her everywhere that she goes and everywhere she goes. And I'm like, yeah, she's cute, but energetically, like everybody just walking around, people like are, you know, smiling at her and waving at her. And it's like, that's just a perfect example of like this little, like, you know, squidgy ball of a human. (laughs) It's just like a magnet for so much love and abundance everywhere that she goes. And she's not doing anything. She's just being, right? Yes. That is like such the perfect example because I was just visiting one of my friends
1: who just had twins and like they, I, you can't help but not be like, I just want to hold them. They're so cute. I just cute. love you. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> their eyes are just like seeing the world for the first time and they just exude so much love, like unconditional love yeah. and joy and just contentment. So it's, it's such a good example. Like, like, energetically, you see how babies and even puppies and like little animals, like, there's a reason why these ones that are just like born onto the planet, like, they still have all of their like love and abundant right. energy because the ego has not really begun to build the
0: constructs. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think, like, I don't think that we have to always dig deep and figure out what the, you know, seed of that like where it started for us I think that if it's like if it comes up for you then great I know for me I've never really been able to like pin down like oh it was this thing that my parents said like because I really like grew up with a lot of love and yet I've always had this like like I was telling um Zo, just before our call. And this is like a vulnerable thing to share. But like when I have I have lots of great guy friends, and when I hear about like something really thoughtful that they're doing for their girlfriend or their wife or whatever, there's always been this like pang within me where it's like, I don't expect people that I'm like dating or in a relationship with to show up for me like that. Like I don't expect to be made a big deal out of in that area of my life to the point where it's like, I can't even for a long time, I haven't even really been able to imagine it, you know, like someone just randomly showing up with flowers for no reason. It's not that it's never happened. It's that what has been much more common for me is like people who were a little bit like, I don't know, kind of distant, From the situation, right? Where it's like they keep this distance between, which is just like me, my energy being in fear. And then the way that people show up for me is that they're in fear as well, and so on and so forth. But it, but like just really starting to look at like what is it that you believe that you're worthy of in this area of your life and why not? And just being aware of it because that, even over the last month, I've really been conscious of shifting like what is it that you want from other people what is it that you need to give yourself as a you know because really what we want from other people is what we're not giving ourselves yes and if we want it from other people we want that to be reflected back to us in the outside world in the way of success in our business or a loving relationship or more affection from our partner or whatever we have to first give that to ourselves right yeah. and and in doing so there's not only an increase in worthiness through like that practice and that new way of being. But there's also, it's like when you start to give it to yourself, you don't need it from other people and therefore it comes pouring in.
1: Yeah. And I think that's such a good example that you said, because I think a lot of us hold like similar inner nerves where there's, there's love out there or there's business success out there, but it's not for me right now. Like either you could potentially have that in the future. You don't believe you could have it at all. Or if you're going to have it, it's way out there on the timeline. And right. it doesn't seem possible. But then awareness is always 90% of the transformation. The hardest work is, is actually bringing those awarenesses to the surface because you're going to have to get triggered to prompt those to show up.
0: And, that's, yeah. that's and that's not just stuff. like awareness, but like responsibility, I think where it's like, we don't, we don't have to, you know, make ourselves wrong through whatever it is we've created in the way other people treat us. But we do need to see that, like they were there to show us something, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think whenever we get triggered, the what we're taught to do and what we usually um what we usually gravitate towards is is pa- pointing the blame at somebody else. He said this or he didn't show up for me this way, or he was blah blah, blah, blah blah, or this person said that. Instead saying, okay, well, what do I have going on within me such that that person is showing up that way, right? And it's not to say that you have to like keep that person in your life or whatever. It's just like that's where we're able to find that awareness, right, is through looking at what is being reflected back to me right? Yes. And what what am I like the common denominator for? <laughs> why do people keep showing up for me in this way? Or why is it that I don't have the clients or the money or the job that I want or the beautiful home that I want or whatever? And what is the story that I'm telling or what is the unworthy belief that I have about myself? And how can I start filling that in within me so that it gets to be reflected back to me? I, I always come back to, I think it's a Jim Fortin quote, which is Until you have it on the inside, you won't have it on the outside or you can't have it on the outside. I love how you always just like remember these quotes
1: so (laughs) perfectly. I'm the quote queen. Yeah. But you always know them. I'm always like, okay, so I'm going to tell you guys this quote and I'm going to butcher it. I'm creating that. (laughs) But but I can't. I have a difficult time remembering them word for word, but you always like chime in with them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's But um, it's so powerful too, though, because all what you're speaking to about giving yourself that validation like first you have to be triggered the uncomfortable part to recognize what is it that I'm you know seeking from this person that they're not giving me that I can then begin to give myself and that that work i think like if we're going to get into details of how to actually feel into that worthiness of let's say the love is that you recognize it you take responsibility i drew that out in him or i created that um, yep. you know, move yourself out of that victim mentality. And we spoke about the villainization of men, um, yep. in a previous episode, but if you can just take responsibility, like I created that, but I actually created that he was a projection of my inner reality. So where can I go to work on my inner reality, and um, to feel good enough or like worthy enough of the love that I'm, I
0: desire. Well, and this is like, what has been coming up for me because just in the last month I've really decided like you have to start getting really sold on yourself in like a personal, you know, in a personal way, in your personal life and start feeding that energy to yourself and or like validation to yourself. And it's little things like I look in the mirror and I have things where I'll be like, damn girl, like regardless of what I'm wearing or like, like actually look myself in the eyes and like – which previously has been really uncomfortable for me. Like really being with myself is not something I'm that good at or haven't been good at because I just never practiced it, right? So in the last month of like just changing my thoughts or making a point of thinking different thoughts – like people have started showing up differently. People that I previously did villainize in the past are, you know, circling back around. And it's like, because I've let go of this need to make them wrong for not giving me what I wasn't giving myself, they're then able to show up differently. And it's been this really like liberating experience or like, I I just, I love how other people teach you about energy. You know, when I shift my energy, they shift.
1: I know. And that's the thing too, is you can always come back to the place of gratitude for those people who do trigger you because all they are is showing you how to love yourself more. All they are is amplifying the place in which you can just shine a light on and give yourself more love. But it's very easy to fall into the righteous ego who wants to villainize. But. It, I think some of the work too and healing those parts of you is bringing it back to, okay, what did they show me that I was unaware of? They showed me this so that I can call in the love or create the love that it is that I'm desiring. And you can yeah. come to that heart space about it rather than like spiraling. <laughs> I means, Yeah. Is-
0: and one like powerful question, anything that triggers you, whether it's in relationships or in your business or uh, in your workplace or whatever, anything that triggers you, I was telling a client yesterday, what is it that you're making this mean about you, right? So if that person didn't text you back, what did you make it mean about you? Because it's not that he didn't text you back. (laughs) It's that you are making that mean that you're unlovable or that you're unworthy or that you're not, you know, you are making it confirm for yourself the things that you fear to be true about you. Even though it didn't actually mean any of those things, that was just the meaning that you gave it, right? If you had something in your business that didn't go the way that you wanted it to, what did you make it it mean about you and your success and your capacity to be successful? Because it didn't have to mean any of those things. It could have just meant that it was actually, you know, like a big stepping stone and you learned a lot and you're proud of yourself for how you showed up or whatever. You could just as easily choose that, you know, way of viewing things. Yeah. And you created it, but
1: your ego actually created it based on the constructs that have previously been built. It's, I think right. also we can bring in their reticular activation system here is that it's going to yes. continue to look for that part of your brain that continues to right. search for the evidence to feed the ego's constructs, to keep the constructs in place and keep keep them strong. And yes. it's this work that is like recognizing that, calling it out for what it is, being like, the only reason why I believe that um, to some extent, or, you know, you don't have to re- uh, recognize where it comes from exactly like Lauren said, you don't have to remember the traumatic experience, but just recognizing that this is just a narrative that's trying to keep yeah. you safe from something else. So it will collect the evidence like, you know, there's love out there, but not for you. So it's going to keep you safe, keep you, let's say, introverted in your apartment, not going out there, not going out on dates because it, you know, it recognizes that the dating world can be one of uncertainty to some extent, or, you know, it's going to trigger you. So it's going to keep you away from the triggers when really, uh, you have to follow the draw, follow the triggers. Like I'm telling you guys, I spent a year in that. (laughs) I spent a year getting triggered, like left, right and center. And it was hard, but something was drawing me in. And I think it was drawing me in like this somewhat of like a, magnetic attraction, yes, one trauma wound, but yes, because this is the work that I needed to do to call in the love that I've been visualizing for myself for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. And like one thing we've talked about when we were launching QC squared was like one way to shift what you believe yourself to be capable and worthy of is to shift your self-perception through education, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which is like, uh, really understanding the creator that you are, you start to see yourself as like I can create anything in this life. I don't have to work for it or prove that I'm worthy of it or anything. I get to have it because I get to have it. So that's one way. And then the other way. So like everything that we've talked about in terms of who you are as a creator is all still valid here. But I think with some of the things where we have more resistance, we do need to look at what are we not giving ourselves? Mm-hmm. Who is it that we're being? And that's why we're coming out with ABC next month uh, in a couple of weeks from now, actually um, around, you know, what do you who do you need to be? What space do you need to hold? What does your self-talk or your self-image need to be in this area of your life so that you can create it and keep it? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It is like a twofold. I think like we think I'll manifest this, I'll manifest the money, the love or whatever, and then I'll just be happy forever and ever. That's never, we never have that experience. I don't know why people, (laughs) we still think like, well, once I have this, then I'll be happy. And then you get that and either it doesn't stick around or you, you're not, you're still unsatisfied. Right. It's like, there's, it's, It's a duality in terms of the work, which is like shifting your perception through that education, liberating yourself with really understanding how powerful you are, but also going to work on your relationship with yourself and becoming someone who just vibrates at a certain frequency or, um, you know, naturally creates, if you are being someone who, talks to themselves in this like worthiness, like is, is, is worthy. If you're being someone who is worthy, you naturally are creating love and abundance to show up in your life, right? If you have like a lack of worthiness, what you're going to be creating is like, I can't rely on people and they don't show up for me and they leave and whatever. It's like, it's all, if you're, if you don't have that worthiness within yourself, if you don't have that intimacy and that emotional connection within yourself, you have no choice but to create other people you know, oh, well, I just knew that he was, he was gonna, I couldn't trust him. He was gonna cheat on me or he was gonna do that. All of that is because you're not giving it to yourself. And so you're creating other people that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes complete sense. And that's what we teach
1: you guys in ABC, which is coming out because yeah. I can say after we, cause I've been doing the ABC practice with Lowe for the last, like, what is it? Year and a half or something. Almost a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Almost a year and a half. And my life has completely transformed. And I really have implemented this every single day. And the, the place that I live, so we live in our minds. Okay. That that's where we live. I think a lot of people spend and put a lot of importance on the 3d of course, because that Uh seems very real to us, but if you're toxic in your mind, the 3D is never going to be good enough for you. It's going to cause a yeah. lot of turmoil. If you go to work on the mind and you create this like inner paradise of like abundance and self-love, which is the work that we teach in ABC is rewiring the brain to to really be your own best friend, to really be that support system, to really be that voice of like inner love and continue to, you know, feed more love into your mind, you will create the results on the outside. Like someone just said, Jim Fortin quote that you said, like it really is the most important work is the work within your own mind because that's where you live. That's where you live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and even like this, you know, when we villainize other people and what that looks like is, you know, you're dating someone and they leave or your a friend bails on you or whatever, we make people wrong or we villainize them because we're not complete within ourselves, right? If you're like giving yourself all the love and a, and worthy, you know, have that self-talk, that self-image, you just naturally have this – you don't need anything from anyone, right? It's when we need someone to show us something and they don't that we hate them for it or we make them wrong for it, right? And then we distance ourselves from other people. When you're just showing up and giving yourself that, it's not that people never disappoint you. It's that you don't latch onto it and be like, I knew that I couldn't rely on you or whatever, whatever it is, right? I knew that this client wasn't actually going to sign up or I knew that this wasn't going to be successful. Whatever it's like, well, that's all just you're just being triggered because that's a you know something you haven't filled within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a free place, and and what Zoe's saying about like when you go to work on the inside, it is really amazing to me how much life changes, the physical changes just by doing this work. And it changes in ways that you didn't even set intentions for, right? Because you're unknowingly healing a lot of areas that you're not even really aware that you're healing through changing, like feeling more abundant on the inside, feeling more love on the inside, having a different self image that has to be projected back to you, right? So for me, even just in the last month of like really doing the work in the area that I've resisted for such a long time it's already just so like, I literally went like most of COVID without, or most of these last the year without like dating at all, without like just distancing myself because I didn't want to confront what was there. And now that I've started doing it, now that I'm feeling that momentum, it's like crazy how quickly things have shifted where it's like, I just meet people in all capacities and all these different places to the point where like, I I don't actually want to give that many of my nights away each week. <laughs> to like going on dates and stuff, you know, but it wasn't, that wasn't even an intention that I set. It was just that I was doing inner work that had me start feeling differently about myself and my outer reality reflects it in small and big ways. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's such a good
1: example too. And I I think one thing, um, you know, and just even recognizing the, the topic of like avoidance Like I think that's naturally something that we do if there's Mm -hmm. an area of our life and we've spoken to this about you – to you guys about before is if you imagine like a garden and all the stuff that we spoke to about Coach Dan is that you don't want to fully avoid that area. But like Laura, you just decided you were going to do the work. You did the work and then boom. Like it happens so fast. Like I think that –
0: like the I like that metaphor because it's like if you want the flowers to grow you have to water them yeah <laughs> as opposed to like if you forget about them or pretend they're not there they're going to die like you're not gonna get what it is that you want and this is one thing I was talking about with someone last week because a lot of the time we talk about letting go right mm-hmm. um in order to get what you want but it really depends the energy you're in when you let go. I have let go of like, say my dating life or um, I've let go of like, not like when, when I say let go, I mean, I'm not trying to produce a result in that area. When I let it go, like I just start focusing on my business. I've also let go of like the need to lose weight. But if I or like feel differently about my body or whatever, um, but if I'm letting go from a place of avoidance I'm not, it's not like what I want suddenly rushes in. If I let go from a place of belief, like I don't have to try and control or force this, it's going to be what, what, it needs to be at the best possible time. It comes in really quickly. Yes. Okay. This is
1: sage wisdom right there. Reminds me <laughs> of like the past year with Ben, as we called him. And I would get my, like, I would get so triggered and I would literally be like, I'm so fucking done now. I'm done. I'm done. And I would say this, say this to you, hello. Like I'd be crying or whatever. I'm like, I'm done now. I'm, I'm officially, I'm really done now. And then all of a sudden, like a, a bit of me would let go. And then like naturally I would attract him back again, but then I would just pretend like, oh, okay, maybe it's gonna be better this time. But it wasn't until I actually became exhausted with the patterns, the stories, everything I was creating. And I had gone to work this this entire time. But for me personally, when it comes to like actually letting things go, and whether that be also beliefs about money, ways of being about money, ways of being about my business, I kind of have to get to this point of being emotionally exhausted until I'm like. At the point where let's let this go and let's be open to a whole new way, a new curious way of of
0: looking at this. Right. And that's, what I think, what surrender is about. Mm-hmm. Is Surrender is not – I think people a lot of time confuse surrender with giving up. Giving up is when you're, like, just resigned about the whole thing and you don't really have any belief <laughs> around it, be, it anymore. And then the
1: result of that would be the avoidance.
0: Like exactly. I, that's just what I mean.
1: I'm going to this on the shelf and not look at it until I feel like maybe I'm ready again.
0: <laughs> right. And that's not a bad thing either. Like There's things I've like let go of that it wasn't coming from an empowered place. And me letting go of it didn't mean anything different showed up. But it just wasn't the time versus letting go of something and just being like, Like this place of, you know, money is a good example. When we surrender around money, usually it's from this place of like, I'm just going to trust that the universe has my back on this, right? If you give up around money from a place of like avoidance (laughs) – you know, probably not great things are going to happen and you're not going to have the money for your bills and whatever. So it, it all comes back to like, are you choosing love or fear? Because I could let go of trying to produce a result in say my personal life or in romantic relationships from a place of like, I believe that the perfect person has already been selected and I'm naturally going to mo- move into alignment with them. This is not going to miss me. That is a very different energy to let go of something from than like, screw this. I, you know, am tired of being rejected or I'm tired of being triggered in this area. I don't feel very good about myself when this work is coming up. Like when I let go from that area, yeah, it stays stagnant for however long I'm not looking at it for, right? Sometimes it's like a year. Yeah. Like I just, nothing happens. I literally don't date anyone. I don't talk to anyone because how I'm creating that in the letting go of it is not from a place of abundance or love, Mm -hmm. the opposite. And I think that's like just a really important distinction because sometimes people are like, everyone says to just let go. And I'm like, well, let go if it feels good to let go, but don't let go because you're angry at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think just asking yourself, like, did you really just let go? Like, I think a lot of us get triggered like in relationships and like kind of like the example that I just said. But if I were to ask myself, if I were just like not be in my emotions and just sift down to the core of it, I hadn't actually let go. I was just so triggered. Resigned. Resigned. And then, you know, just tune into – like I didn't fully let go, but it was perfect because I still came, like he still came back around. I still pursued this thing and looked at this thing because it brought me all the lessons that I needed to learn to get the love that I had been calling in. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think like, what would you say though? Because you had beliefs around not being worthy of love and it's not that you like transformed those all overnight or that they, you know, there's always still work to do. But I think what you did was like, you were visualizing, you were creating. In, in QC Squared, we, we teach the bridge of incidents. And a lot of the time, the bridge of incidents is work to do, right? If oh, I yeah. visualize like the love that I want, there's it's not like he's going to walk through the door tomorrow. He could, but I might have, or I have in the past, like chased it away, right? Um, because I was ignoring the work that there was to do. Whereas if we're setting an intention or creating, visualizing, a really like loving, fulfilled, stable, secure relationship, naturally part of the unfolding, part of the process is going to be to work through what's there so that you get to feel worthy of it.
1: Yeah, I would say like kind of just tuning into what I said. Like, I mean, it was, it was not pleasant being triggered all the time, but there was this magnetic draw that it kind of just spiritually felt like you have all of this coming up for you and it's very much in your face, all these stories. And you could either choose to ride down these rapids and learn all the stories, continually ask yourself what you're learning, not to stay stagnant in that situation or not to like accept being treated any certain way, but going to work the entire time. I could have just been like, I'm pulling the canoe out of the river. I'm going to walk around these rapids. I'm going to put my canoe back in. But you know what? <laughs> then the rapids would show up with a different person. Right. Like a history will like you will attract what it is that you need to learn until you learn it and then you will attract differently. And I think that kind of speaks to the whole exhaustion thing. Like I got down all the rapids and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I fucking did it. I'm done now. (laughs) And I don't really feel that magnetic attraction to this person anymore because I did all the work that they were meant to provide to me. I chose to do it. I chose to be resilient AF, even though it was not fun even though it was emotional highs and lows, I still asked myself every single time I was triggered, what is this trying to teach me? I chose to have that lens on and that was what guided me through. And I can tell you guys, I did years and years and years worth of work with one single person in one year that has now led me to the, the love that I had been calling in and imagining the whole time, but I had to do the work. I yeah. spent a long time being like naive, like, oh, you know, Prince Charming, he'll just come by, you know, and lord I spoke about, about all this my walls before. For me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like he will climb over all the walls. He will do everything and <sighs> he will show me, but no, like we all have work to do. And, you know, you have, I had, I equally had this work to do so that I could be the love that the person that I'm calling in deserves
0: as well. I saw this um, quote on Instagram yesterday and I've seen it a bunch of times and it always kind of triggers me because I don't believe it, which is the right person will make you fall in love with yourself too. And it's like, yes. no, no, that's not, that's not anybody yeah. else's job yeah. other than yours. In fact, nobody can show you that love unless you're finding it within yourself. Such right? a good thing to bring up, low too. Yeah. <sighs> because- it triggered me because it's coming from someone who teaches like love and relationship coaching on Instagram, like a pretty well known account, like the right person will, and then it says, read that again. I'm like, no, I don't need to read that again. That's not, why are you teaching people this? Like somehow I will just sit back and not address any of my own worthiness stuff and not look at any of it. And the right person will come and knock down all my walls and force their way and prove to them, to my, to me, sorry, that they love me, even though like, and I come, again, back to this quote that, that um I'm the quote queen, yeah. which is, I'm, I'm closed, but I need you to be open. And that's always how I've approached relationships, is like, I'm going to be really unavailable. I'm going to be, you know, not vulnerable at all, but I would like you to show me that it's okay and it's safe to open up to you. And guess how that worked out? Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Not> yeah. <well. laughs>
1: and I think so many of us do that because it's yeah. easier, you know, being vulnerable is hard taking those first steps in a relationship and being vulnerable and talking about, you know, having the deeper conversations about like, these are my patterns or this is what I've been through in the past. Um, you know, those are, if you want to have a deep relationship with someone, those are conversations that just need to be had, but they're not easy to
0: have. Yeah. And I think like a lot of what we've seen with, uh, you know, just social media or like movies and like rom-coms and stuff is like be closed off and, you know, don't be vulnerable and other people will, the right person will like force their way in. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I just don't think, I, I can't say that that's never happened to anyone, <laughs> but I don't think that that's how it can work. And actually you said something in there, Zoe, about what you chose. And I think the first step to Welcoming in worthiness and thus the life that you really want and the love that you really want is choosing it. Right. Yes. You don't have to feel worthy, but you can choose to be working towards it. Yes. You just simply have to
1: decide that I'm willing to do the work now. I'm willing right. to actually look at this stuff. Instead of continually continually being triggered and being in a victim mode and mentality about it, okay, what what can I learn from this situation? And as soon as you start to put on that growth mindset is when you can actually start to alter your way of being and just how you perceive the situation. You can start to view that other person as not, you know, this, you don't have to villainize them. You can simply start to view them as a teacher. And that shift in itself is a very powerful one because you're like, okay, what are they trying to teach me about myself? How can I get to know myself better? And simply you asking that question, how can I get to know myself better is an act of self love because you're finally open to the divine guidance and everything that's in front of you and teaching you how to love yourself more how to validate yourself how to really feel into all that love that you are so that you can attract someone who can reflect that back to you versus like looking seeking validation like that quote said which is just like you know you attract someone um you're meant to attract your counterpart someone who can reflect back to you everything that you've come to learn about yourself like if you're like recognizing that you are a goddess then you know it's a reflection Mm -hmm. for that guy to be like you're you are a goddess. Like,
0: you know, just as simple as that. And I think like, for me, one thing that I've shifted is just the intentionality because I've always like dressed myself up and like taken myself on dates and, um, you know, just done little things for myself, but it was never within the intention of like, I'm doing this for me. It was like, oh, I just want to go and have some fun. So I'm going to go do this thing with myself. Now it's like, I am intentional about like, I'm putting on this dress because I deserve, I'm a goddess and I deserve to feel like it, as opposed to like, I'm putting on this dress because I need something to wear. Like it's those little shifts in intention that add up over time in a big way. Yeah. Actually,
1: one thing Coach Dan brought up to me and about this whole like, it's so fun for us girls to like get ready like it's a creative thing to do your makeup to put on a cute outfit and like you know go like show yourself off but really you you do that for yourself because it's this quality time of like you know I'm gonna put on this sparkly eyeshadow that I absolutely love like it is an act of self-love and I think one thing coach Dan told me um you know about Ben I'm like I just I really like spending time with him and coach Dan was like do you like spending time with him or do you like the person that like you are when you're around him. And I'm like, okay, what's the difference? Like what's, what's different about when I'm like by myself versus like when I'm around him and it's like, when I was around him, I would like take this time to like get all cute, not saying that that's the way it has to be, but what I'm saying is that I actually enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed how I honored myself before hanging out with him. And I'm like, how can I honor myself more and more each day? And that's when I started to incorporate a lot more into my morning routine that had to do with like beauty um, products and like face masks and things like that, because I actually really valued that time of being like, okay, we're going to take care of our skin. We're going to take care, like take care of ourself. Like why, um, I didn't realize that I had kind of like, oh, unless I'm going out and doing something, then I have to look nice. Like, why can't I just decide that I can look nice and feel
0: like this goddess every single day? Right. Like I'll look good for other people, but not for me. Or I'll feel good around other people, but not just to be around myself. Yeah. And so I
1: realized it was such a subconscious thing, but it's like, you know, why is it always around like special, like, like every day of your life is a special occasion. Right. So now I'm like, I step up to the plate every day. Like that's my special occasion. I do my face mask. I do all my journaling. I do my meditation. I do all these things for me because they make me feel like so good energetically and it's this act of self-love and it's because yeah. uh, simply because whether or not, like, I mean, I've been in quarantine, I've been doing the same thing now for, for months and it still just feels so good to just get ready in the morning just because I love myself and it's fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah. Um, and so I think it's like these little things that really add up over time in terms of practicing a way of being that is worthy, that feels worthy and that also there's just so much freedom that you give other people when you don't need anything from them. Like yeah. they will, it is incredible to me what I get from pe- from people in terms of love when I don't need it. Like I always come back to like my friendships that I have. I literally like have. <laughs> this, Tara sent me this video the other day that was like, when you hear your best friend, call someone else their best friend. And it's like this person looking like all pissed off or whatever, because I have all these people that are referred to as like my best friends. Or like when I, when I, in in my business, I just don't need people to reflect anything back to me. I know what my value is, right? Like I've so created myself from a place of worthiness in those areas of my life that it's just so, you know, there's so much love there for me and I don't need it either. yeah right um yes. and so I think just looking at that I mean we did talk about this did we already talk about that last week I don't remember anyways I think we might have Sorry of <laughs> repeating myself but um but yeah it's like just really looking at what is it that you're giving yourself when you when you do, give it to yourself you don't need it from anybody else whether that's you know client inquiries or payments or job opportunities or relationships or affection or words of affirmation from people when you're giving all of that to yourself. And one thing that I did a couple of weeks ago is said, what is it that I want in a relationship? And I was focusing sort of like on the physical aspects, like how someone would show up for me. And then I started doing those things. Right. And it was like, it was like, I would, I want like, you know, acts of service, like flowers. And I want someone who, who just gives me a lot of like physical affection, which I've like never done for myself. You know, you hear about people like hugging themselves and stuff like that. Like I've never, that kind of stuff has always felt really resistant to me. Um, Anyway, so it's like the freedom that you grant people when you don't need anything from them will have them want to give you everything and more that you no longer need.
1: Uh And that's when you literally become the abundance magnet. Of like yes. all forms is because you're really good either way, because you're just getting everything you need from yourself. And then yes. you just attract all this wonderful bonus surprises. And, you know, we, we all love surprises. Like, let's say I know. when a guy like brings you flowers, like it's so nice because it was, you know, it wasn't something that you expected. It was just a nice surprise. And, you know, that's the universe refle- reflecting back to you. Like you've, you've done work. So like, you know, here's yeah. a little gift or yes. all these different ways
0: in which people show up. Yeah, yeah. It's a really like fun game to play actually. Like I'm going to start giving myself all these things that I deserve because I'm practicing a new way of worthy, uh, worthiness. And then like the way that people, like, and if you do that from a place of unattachment, by the way, like don't do those things so that other people will do it too. Do it because you deserve it. And then watch how quickly other people start to, to reflect that back to you, or your business starts doing better, or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is,
1: um, I can really connect this to shopping and how like if we think about us shopping last year versus us shopping this year, like right. we with we withheld a lot from ourselves, and I would say like you know through my journey, especially minimalism and stuff, part of me was minimizing my life because I didn't feel worthy of anything that I had, and then right. I realized like okay no, <laughs> it's a more natural way of Gosh. being. Within.
0: I'm just, <laughs> I'm laughing because Zoe and I, right before she left, we were talking about your book. Can we share? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, Conversation yeah. where like she's, you have a book. What's it called? The The, the Joy
1: of Minimalism: A Beginner's Guide to Happiness with Less.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so Zoe recently has been like, you know what? I don't identify as a minimalist anymore because that was, it was sort of like, minimalism is great and everything, but what was like the kind of the energy that you were being a minimalist from? Yes. Other than the fact okay, that you well, were traveling. Well, I still identify as a minimalist,
1: but my definition of minimalist is probably different than from what other people's is. And every right. single person's definition is different. Mine is that I invite things into my life that I absolutely love and anything else, like, no. Like, you right. know, I mean, I'll give you a simple example, like my parents just moved. So they have like this really nice crystal. And they were like, like a big selenite piece. And I'm like, I want that. And then they're like, okay, we well can have that. So I'm taking that home. But then they also had this beautiful Mayan calendar decoration. I love like the Mayan history. I love all of that. But I actually like don't have space for it at Hotel Cali in the way that I would love it. So I said no. So even like, I really only invite the things for that I feel like, Uh, fit energetically in my space and that I absolutely love like everything has to be something that's like yes it has a home in in my home it has a home in my life and I love it so much and this then this comes with like shopping too is like buying better quality pieces because I actually feel worthy of having like the best of the best and inviting that into my life um and I
0: (laughs) We, I we said, Zoe's next book is going to be called "A Beginner's Guide to Abundance." Or no, sorry, uh, no the joy the joy of abundance: A Beginner's Guide to Shopping. <laughs> I will. I'm going to buy it.
1: <laughs> like maybe, but like it's it's all a journey of like learning about yourself and like minimalism and or minimizing my life down to a suitcase taught me so much about my inner narratives and what I felt worthy right. of and all this stuff. But then I realized, like, I kind of made minimalism. Be, um, you know, almost like working in the ego's benefit of like, no, you do not deserve nice things. Nice things are right. not for you. So, like, let's keep you in that old construct. That this is safe for us. And then, uh, you know, I just started to realize like, I'm withholding things that I actually want and desire that I actually love just because I've put this construct and rule around it. And yeah. now, you know, now, Laura, we go <laughs> shopping candle abundance, all of these things, because we've created homes that are sanctuaries to us. That are uh-huh. safe spaces where we can bring all the things that we love. And like clothing, you wear clothing every single day. So, you know, yeah. it's love what you're going to put on your body because you love your body, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so, it's just so interesting. Like, because I look at like, yeah, my home, I believe that I'm worthy of a really beautiful home, right? So, so, and I have, that, like, I have a very abundant home, <laughs> lots of plants, <laughs> like the most gorgeous views in Toronto, like, because I, I feel worthy in that area of my life. So naturally that's my reality. Right. And so it's just so interesting to me looking at, it's all a reflection of who you're being, yeah. right. Every area of your life, who are you being in that area? Oh, guess what? Your reality reflects it. And that's why we're really excited to come up with ABC, um, which is our next offer. It's actually, I mean, maybe we can tell them it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, a, it's a program for the first four weeks. And then after that, it'll become a membership for those who wish to stay. Yes. Um, and so, yeah. And so, yeah. So you'll join. Um, Cause it's ongoing, uh, right? It's yeah. the ongoing work. It's yeah. the
1: ongoing work. And like I said, this is work that I've done with low the last year and a half. And like every single area of my life has transformed because when you go yeah. to work on that inner reality and you just you know, you fill your mind to be that space of like love and abundance. And abundance in every aspect of life is a byproduct of that.
0: And the B in ABC, what does it stand for, Zo? Being. Can we tell them? Uh, being. It's a, yeah. we'll, we'll like totally drip it out for you guys. Yeah. The, the B part of ABC is who you are being. Yeah. If you guys haven't caught that yet, that, that's been a theme. But it really, it really is as simple as that. Look at the different areas of your life. Who are you being? Your reality in that area is a reflection of it. It's just that simple, right? Yeah. And I think like it's just inherently linked to worthiness in those areas. And we're going to provide a platform and a community and a practice for you that will allow you to transform that with intention and thus create a new outward reality as a a result of a new inward reality. Mm -hmm. It's really empowering, actually. I love watching how quickly things show up differently when I really go to work on my relationship with myself. Yeah. That is the work, you know, the more that you can love
1: yourself, the more love you invite into your life in all capacity, in all forms.
0: And the more that you are capable of quantum leaps. Oh yeah.
1: And quantum Um, leaps just can become who you are. It doesn't have to be something that you have to work towards. You can just create that. I mean, I mentioned you guys in the last episode that, I, magical things happen to me because that's what I believe to be true about myself. Yeah. You can that's a, yeah. You can choose to believe that quantum leaps just occur all the time in your life and that's who you are.
0: Yeah. I love it. I'm uh, so excited to share it. I know. Me <laughs> too. I'm really excited. Um, yeah. So jump on the wait list. That's going to open, uh, is it like the 12th or something of October? Yes. I believe so. I believe it's like, October. Yeah. Yes. October 12th. It will open for five days. We will run it through together um, as a group program and then people who wish to stay will be able to stay if you want to it'll be much less month by month but we'll there'll be because at the end of like our four weeks of QC squared people are like I don't want this to be over like can we keep going somehow so we're creating a way for you guys to do that. And at the same time, the program is going to be much less of an upfront investment, um, because of the structure of it. So it's something very different, but we believe it's really going to serve, serve people who join and, and you know, that ongoing though, it's the work that you do on an ongoing basis that really creates like very significant shifts. Yes. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. We always like, we kind of joke that we don't really, when we're not together, we like can't read off each other. So then we're like, okay, so how do we end this now? (laughs) Um, It's like this awkward thing. Uh, But anyways, I mean, next week we'll be back together. Yeah.
1: So excited. And thank you guys just for tuning in and we cannot wait to share ABC with you and everything that's to come. This is incredible work and it will absolutely transform your life. Very fast. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Love you guys
0: so much. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please
1: be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time. Stay abundant.